All right. <laughs> right on cue with some yelling back there. We're live. All things unexplained. We're a top twenty-five science charge podcast. We are learned in over fifty countries. We were nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award, and we got people yelling in the background. That means it's time for Larry. Bring us in. <laughs> With his fancy news music. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody. Somebody's looking for somebody. All right, everybody. It is time for another All Things Unexplained update. <laughs> The unexplained update, as we call it, for February 2022, because you know what? Stuff just keeps happening. <laughs> Weird and wild things. I feel like we are living in just a crazy, crazy time with technology and science advancements. There's some wacky stuff happening out there in our world. And uh, I know Tim came prepared, excuse me, with some stories. Smitty, I'm pretty sure, is just going to wing it. As per his usual. I'm going to free ball it. But don't worry, I've got Oigvin from Todd and Karen Music in Norway on speed dial. I am a good <laughs> extemporaneous speaker. Thank you. And CJ, <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, I really feel like, because I've heard Smitty and enough preachers in my, my time say, we are living in the end times, folks. It's time to turn before you burn. Well, uh, I mean, we might be. On the frontage road. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what town is that in? One of your sermons, Smitty. Uh, she's got to get to one of your sermons. She said. Oh yeah, there's plenty. There's several of them. I'll send you one. But, oh, they're on. These are on video. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Some yeah. of them might be. I don't know. I have to look. <laughs> you can send your money to the Lord, CJ. Smitty will give you his address. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we're on Venmo, folks. Bigfoot UFO. Yes, we are. Hit us up. Takes a lot to make a podcast from uh, hardware, software, subscriptions. Takes all th kinds of things to get keep the podcast going. Babysitters, yeah. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's hair gel. My uh, hair gel. Yeah. Smitty's hardware. Smitty's <laughs> afternoon bill at the Starbucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I do like the Starbucks. I will say that. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all a lot. Everybody that helps keep us going. CJ Smitty, did y'all know that this is February third? If you listen on Apple, all around the world, Spotify, Amazon, and this date in history, it was actually the coldest of all days in North America in 1947, when the temperature, thus our winter hats, dropped to. 81 degrees below zero Fahrenheit what? in Snag, what? Yukon. 
snag wow. UConn. That's almost as cold as your classroom used to be. <laughs> Dude, I did like to keep the air conditioner turning, you know. They, they say can't... you think more clearly in yeah. cool conditions. Oh, Those maybe that's why I can't think bumps. at all. Got no, come, so hot up in I, this house. No, I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also on February 3rd, 1966, the unmanned Soviet Luna spacecraft made the first controlled landing on the moon. Keyword? Unmanned. Oh. And unverified. Right. <laughs> unmanned. The Russians did not beat us there. Unmanned and unverified. I know it's probably Ukrainians, to be honest. Oh. Unmanned, <laughs> unverified. And, of course, the big one this day in history, 1982, John Sharples of England finished a 371-hour marathon of disco dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I even imagine. That- 371 hours. I bet that polyester chapped his thighs bad. <laughs> they were just so, they were probably looked like hamburger meat when he got through dancing. He looked like <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah, probably. He there probably looked like be, John Travolta. He had to take a break. I mean, here. I'm sure he had to change out the polyester when he used, you know, had a bathroom break or something. And that was in 1982. I thought the disco craze was over by then. I was seven years old. He was not in England. Wasn't dead in England. I guess so. I guess. Carried over a little bit further. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. You know, y'all want me to get us started with our first story for tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, You got go first. I don't have to, but it could turn into a little bit of a monologue. Okay. (laughs) 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 It could turn into a little bit of a monologue. Now, I'm not going to get too carried away, but I had to mention that here last week or so, we've had a little bit of controversy in the podcasting world, so this kind of hits close to home. Joe Rogan, the most popular podcast in history, as far as I know, the most downloaded form of entertainment in the world. Every episode, he gets millions of downloads, and I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that he is the best or anything like that, but it's just the fact. He is the number one overall podcast in the world. But Neil Young and, and another washed up old rocker recently said, you know what? <laughs> it's either Neil Young or us and Spotify. Boom, they kind of kicked him to the curb, right? Said, see you, Neil Young. You know, Neil Young said, Joe Rogan <laughs> or me. The story was that 15 people were really shook up about that. Like, they really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smitty will tell you. You know, a Southern man don't need Neil Young around anyhow, so. Well, I saw something on Facebook that was funny. It said uh, people under 30 say, who's Neil Young? And people that are over 30 say, Neil Young's still alive. And people 61 and plus say, what's Spotify? <laughs> so. That's good. Well, <laughs> that that's real good. So, you know, the whole kerfluffle over this, Basically, they wanted Spotify, and Spotify has now put warning labels on Joe Rogan's podcast. And, and Joe Rogan said, yeah, okay, I'm going to let them put warning labels. And the, and the reason is, their reasoning is, that this is a public health crisis. It's for our own good, CJ. It's for your own good. It's, it's for your kids' own good. Smitty, it's for your own good. It's for your porch dog's own good, because porch dog's 
can catch COVID too. So for the public's own good, you know, we've got a group of people saying, hey, we've got to put warning labels on these musicians, on these podcasts, on these people's point of views, right? Well, this is actually not the first time that the government and other people has said that for our own good, we need to put warning labels on it. In 1985... I know what you're going to say. Yes, sir. A government group led by the esteemed Al Gore and several others said, okay, these rock and roll songs, this damn rock and roll, it's making kids depressed. It's making them commit acts of violence. It's making them commit suicide. It's making them have evil thoughts. It's making them go dance. It's making them have sex. It's making them get pregnant. Because they didn't do any of that, you know, before rock and roll. And so they said, (laughs) you know, and they got really upset at Twisted Sister, for one. And they said, you know what? We're not going to take it anymore with Twisted Sister. We, the government, are going (laughs) to tell the public they should not be listening to Twisted Sister. Meanwhile... You know, they had other singers like John Denver and et cetera, and Al Gore even told Dee Snyder. Dee Snyder went to Congress to address this, dressed all in his big hair, you know, and like ripped up clothes. And he asked Al Gore, are, Mr. Gore, are you a Twisted Sister fan? He said, sir, no, I am not a Twisted Sister fan, but I am a John Denver fan. And Congress and the public, this was broadcast across the country, were shocked at how well-spoken and intelligent Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister was. And I, I just thought I should play a little clip here of what Dee Snyder told Congress about warning labels on music and podcasts and, you know, this forms of entertainment, forms of education and, and opinions in 1985. Here is Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. There happens to be one area where I'm in complete agreement with the PMRC, as well as the national PTA, and probably most of the parents on this committee. That is, it is my job as a parent to monitor what my children see, hear, and read during their preteen years. The full responsibility for this falls on the shoulders of my wife and I, because there is no one else capable of making these judgments for us. Parents can thank the PMRC for reminding them that there is no substitute for parental guidance, but that is where the PMRC's job ends. The beauty of literature, poetry, and music is that they leave room for the audience to put its own imagination, experiences, and dreams into the words. The examples I cited earlier showed clear evidence of Twisted Sisters music being completely misinterpreted and unfairly judged by supposedly well-informed adults. We cannot allow this to continue. There is no authority who has the right or the necessary insight to make these judgments. Not myself, not the federal government, not some recording industry committee, not the PTA, not the RIAA, and certainly not the PMRC. I'd like to thank the committee for this time, and I hope my testimony will aid you in clearing up this issue. Very well said. Certainly well said. I thought by Dee Snyder. The thing is, 
You know, Dee Snyder on his own, though, he certainly could not have swayed Congress. Congress hated him. But you know what? You could have heard a pin drop when John Denver came in the room. And, of course, John Denver was well-revered, beloved, and viewed as a wholesome, all-American country boy, right? Because Rocky Mountain High Mm -hmm. is not about smoking marijuana. (laughs) It's... It's about nature, right? John Denver, he wouldn't do any of those things. His his stuff doesn't need warning labels. Well, let's just say some jaws hit the floor when John Denver addressed Congress soon after D. Snyder. Here's John Denver. Mr. Chairman, this would approach censorship. May I be very clear that I am strongly opposed to censorship of any kind in our society or anywhere else in the world. Mr. Chairman, what assurance have I that any national panel to review my music would make any better judgment? Mr. Chairman, the suppression of a people or of a society begins, in my mind, with the censorship of the written or spoken word. It was so in Nazi Germany, it is so in many places today where those in power are afraid of the consequences of an informed and educated people. That is powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last statement. Yeah. Did they actually put warning labels on there, or was that, uh, that was, did they do it when NWA came out? I can't really remember. Yeah. Well, they, there's been all kinds of, you know, attempts at it and different versions of it. And, you know, they've, even with the movies that, you know, they've set on the PG 13 and all that and whatnot. But I think it's pretty telling that, you know, you've got, Dee Snyder, he told him how it is, and John Denver himself came in there and said, you know, this is what it is. And in 1985, they used public health crisis as the reason to censor entertainers, musicians, and others. And here, flash forward 30-something years, right, 2022, public health crisis, they're saying, hey, we need to censor these folks yet again, for the public's own good. I think history has already dealt with this. And you know what? We would be wise to remember what some pretty intelligent people in the past have said about this sort of thing. And that—that mm-hmm. that is my number one story of February so far. A powerful one. Hard to follow that up. Dang, we should have made you go Sorry, last. CJ. <laughs> Does that mean it's my turn now? I think it does. <laughs> but you know what? We did have a listener chime in. It says, in 2003, Marilyn Manson was banned from performing at Six Flags. Also wrong. Let him perform. People mm-hmm. want to go see Marilyn Manson at Six Flags? Let him go. That's their choice. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. Okay, well, my story for the day starts like this. Extend your life with cryonics. A fulfilling life doesn't have to end. When today's medicine gives up, cryonics takes over. That is the slogan for Alcor. (laughs) So I was doing a little research on weird and wacky news, and there is a place in Scottsdale, Arizona, that currently 
the frozen heads and bodies of 200 people are being stored in a lab in the hope that they can be brought back to life in the future. A whole body can be frozen for slightly over $170,000. And the process known as cryonics is being offered by the Alcor Life Extension Foundation. So I was floored by this. I mean, I just dug into their website. I wanted to learn more. I couldn't believe it. They are truly operating on the belief that science and technology will advance to the point that it can bring back the dead in the future. But the website is so strange. The things that they try to sell you, like for example, um, it, there's other places that are doing this, but but the family members of the dead were the ones that were having to continue to pay to keep the bodies frozen. But here at Alcor, <laughs> we make sure that everything is paid up front. And we chose Scottsdale, Arizona, because the odds of a natural disaster happening here are slim to none. So your dead body will be safe and frozen. And the crime rate in this area is very low. So your dead body will be stolen. <laughs> I mean, it is strange you know richard nixon's head is there stop it well ted williams got frozen cryogenically frozen oh that's right he did i tell you what you give me fifty thousand bucks i'll pop one of you two in one of the big freezers we got out here and i'll thaw <laughs> you out whenever you want to fifty thousand that's a deal that's a hundred and thirty thousand dollars less yeah than the other people yeah this is crazy. So it says that the experts there will slowly lower the temperature and store the bodies in a giant vessel of liquid nitrogen at negative 196 degrees. I mean, this is science fiction happening in real yeah, life. Yeah, it reminds me of the French Revolution when people were getting guillotine, right? So they, according to some accounts, actually did experiments at the guillotine of how long could someone's head continue speaking after it was cut off from the body, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently that sometimes they went on talking for quite a little while. So what do you think is the idea behind having just your head stored there? <laughs> <laughs> like your body's not with it it's just your head do you think that the plan is to eventually like attach your head to some sort of robot body or another person's body and reconnect it and bring it back to life probably another person's body i guess Who no knows? i think to a robot have, have y'all not seen futurama uh yeah no i've seen the <laughs> commercials but what you haven't seen futurama it's great so that's kind of where my Richard Nixon thing came from. You know, they got Richard Nixon's head, and it's kind of in a bubble, and it's attached to it like a spider or robot body. Uh, nope, missed that. Oh, man. That's that's what they're going for, I think. Amazing. But, Smitty, this is, I think this is a very interesting topic for religious leaders, too, because it brings to mind, okay, where does life, what is life, what is the soul, do we have a soul if we do? Right. Where does it reside at? You know, if we could keep a head alive, does that mean the soul is it's in our head? It stayed with our head? Is it, you know, did it leave our body? And Well, I mean, these people are dead, so they're dead. 
regardless <laughs> if their head's frozen or not. So they're trying to revive themselves. So I think they would be soulless, but, you know, that's my opinion. So they're, they'd be zombies, you're saying? I don't know about zombies. I don't know if they can do that. So we'll just have to see if somebody's head gets reanimated in the future, I guess. But I hope mm. they're not able to do I, that. Yeah, I, I think that would be kind of creepy, but, you know. Yeah, it reminds me, the whole this whole conversation about souls reminds me of the Dan Brown book, um, The Lost Symbol. I believe it's that one. And there's this whole scene at the end of the book where they're like, they have a body on sort of a scale as it's coming to its end. And as the body, the human dies, suddenly it drops weight like a pound or something. And it's this whole theory on the soul leaving the body. It was a very poignant oh, yeah. part of the story. Well, you know, the head is essentially life. You know, the brain is technically what is considered life. It's why when someone is at the hospital's right. brain dead, it's it's why they're pretty much like, okay, you can pull the plug now, right? Um, and what keeps the head alive, what keeps the brain alive, it's the circulation of blood through the brain. And so, you know, you have to wonder, hey, if they could ever just keep keep blood flowing through there. And you got to think about these other countries, you know, like China, who I mean, North Korea, who knows? They may have vats of brains in there. Right. I mean, Ed, maybe they got brains floating in fluid and hooked up to some sort of blood circulation machine. You just, you just never know, right? It's so crazy to me. No. I mean, maybe one day they'll let uh, some of those just brains that are hooked up stuff teach community college bowling. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, I would gladly let robot spider Richard Nixon teach bowling. So, anonymous listener Willie has a good point. A chicken can run briefly with his head cut off. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. I, mean, I haven't actually witnessed it myself. <laughs> you say we should try it? Diving into your stories. Okay. Here's my big story, and it's not anywhere in depth like yours but big potato statue was cut down by vandals in the village in Cyprus. <laughs> there was a big it's a humongous potato that people get their picture taken in front of it's a statue and <laughs> it's four meters so it's a pretty big potato wow and they cut it down it's nicknamed the big potato and it was installed on October 2021. And for some reason, somebody <sighs> cut it down. And now people are sad because they cannot get their picture taken in front of the big potato. It costs 4,000 pounds worth of damage. So I don't know what that computes into American dollars. But the big potato is down. Wait, is it actually made out of potatoes? Uh, no, it's just a potato statue, but it looks very potato-like. Actually, I mean, <laughs> being honest, it kind of looks like a big turd, but if you really want to know my opinion, <laughs> what it looks like. It, it really looks like a turd on a stick. Uh, That's basically what it looks like. <laughs> Poop on a stick. Yep, Maybe they took it to... 
Gaffney, is it Gaffney, South Carolina, home of the giant butt water tower? I mean, peach water tower? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe they're making some really big hash browns. I don't know which one. Uh, really big hash browns. <laughs> oh, I could go for some hash browns right now. Man, Ooh, I'm hungry. I miss going to Waffle House, getting those hash browns, smothered, covered, chunk, topped, and diced. That's so good. Wow. <laughs> so it actually makes me think of Peppa the Pig, too, because Peppa the Pig has a don't call a Mr. Potato Head character on there named Mr. Potato. Okay. Oh, how funny. He's pretty cool, too. He's a potato. And <laughs> <laughs> he's a character. And he talks. And he does all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> okay. I need more Peppa Pig in my life. All right. So I have got... That was a good one, Smitty. Oh, I, I do need to say, though, that on February 2nd, by the way, which was yesterday, was a palindrome date. We love mathematical oddities. So oh. it, yesterday was 2 2 that's right. It will not happen again until 3 3 2033. March 3rd, 2033. Yesterday, February 2nd. In 1046, monks recorded the onset of a severe cold snap, which may have been the start of the Little Ice Age. And similarly to Smitty's story, I feel like history was repeating itself kind of there. In 1870, on February 2nd, the Cardiff Giant, which was supposedly a petrified, the petrified remains of a giant human, was revealed to actually have been made of carved gypsum. Carved gypsum. Too bad. And now I have a video. You know, it reminds me of a lot of our recent pterodactyl video sighting. This is in Brazil. Headline News Brazil. Mystery fish is attacking a boat. He's trying to get away from it. I've got the video for y'all. It is pretty creepy. It's got glowing eyes. And there's some Spanish up on the screen and it, it it translates, I looked this up, to he wanted to attack me. So here, pay attention, the mystery fish. And when you see it, you're going to be like, wait a minute. What What in the world? Here we go. All right, where are you? What in the world? Mystery fish. Can you see that? No. Nope. I can't either. It was working earlier. I love our technology. Come on, where are you, mystery fish? <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I was I was looking at a story earlier about the oldest living fish in an aquarium. And I didn't choose it as one of my stories, but there's a fish living in an aquarium somewhere that's like 97 years old or something oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was named after some biblical character. Well, I'll tell you one of my stories. There's iguanas dropping from trees in Florida. I huh. saw that. Did you see that? That's crazy. <laughs> they're not actually dead they are just immobilized because of temperatures are so low it's about in the 40s and so they're just falling out of trees in miami and south florida Uh, but they're not dead (laughs) to probably i just thought that was so weird they walking along and iguana hitching ahead 
So. <laughs> One of the dangers of cooling temps Their in bodies South Florida. basically start to shut down and they lose function. So if they're sleeping up there on the tree branch, they just fall out. Freezing temperatures were a threat to their survival. So it's kind of strange that that would happen. We saw some big iguanas when we went to Mexico. Oh, I bet. Yeah, iguanas are so cool. Other than the whole, you know, just falling out of trees. Especially when they're freezing, right? (laughs) Extra cool then. to get the mystery fish video to work but it is pretty creepy check it out online just google it basically this huge thing leaping out of the water almost like a dolphin would but with glowing eyes and the fisherman is terrified in brazil and it's keeping up with his boat like he's going fast and you can tell so is it fake is it real i don't know but it's it's pretty creepy looking if he was in brazil shouldn't he have been speaking portuguese portuguese yes it would be I just, I just told Google to translate it, and it said he wanted to attack. So I didn't specify which language. I thought it looked like Spanish, but okay, you gotcha. never know. So I do have a blast from our past in their headline news here recently. It's out of Phoenix, oh, I believe. CJ, CJ used, used to live near Phoenix. We had a little bit of thing going a couple years ago with monoliths. Y'all remember that? Sure did. Yeah. A couple of years yeah. ago. I think it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> no. Yeah. Was it? I think so. Ooh. So here is Channel 12. I believe it's Channel 12 out of Phoenix. Yeah. And we have one of our listeners post the link to where you can see the uh, mystery fish. And uh, here's Channel 12 out of Phoenix. I'm going to let them tell the story for us. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. To help keep us going, please be sure to visit patreon.com backslash allthingsunexplained. Our Patreon patrons get early access to podcasts as well as exclusive audio and video clips. Or you can find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.